Good morning, I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It is Friday, February 2nd, 2024. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, 100 days of Mike Johnson. Number two, is there a pathway to 60 on the supplemental? And number three, a big D.C. fundraiser for Donald Trump. Let's get into it. Mike Johnson, 100 days as House Speaker. Um, this has been an interesting 100 days, and it's most interesting, I think, because we've had um, such drama in the speakership, to, to put it lightly, over the last, um, actually, frankly, over the last 14 years um, since John Boehner was pushed out, or his, <laughs> let me let me put it this way, his um, exit was accelerated by then-Congressman Mark Meadows of North Carolina. There have been a lot of fits and starts for Mike Johnson over the last hundred days, um, and this has been not gone unnoticed by the House Republican Conference. He was all over the map on FISA, pushed through a clean CR after he said he'd never do it. His budget deal with Chuck Schumer was widely panned by hardline conservatives. The Louisiana Republican caught flack for tying Israel aid to IRS spending, and only this week endorsed an $80 billion tax bill just before it headed to the floor. Now, this is interesting. This is like the um, f- coming to fruition, I guess, the argument that anybody could be speaker and we should pluck somebody from obscurity to run the House. It's not that easy. Running the House is not that easy. Just because you're a good politician or a good businessman or a good um, whatever doesn't mean that you could run the House of Representatives smoothly. Now, um, there's a lot of tripwires, potential tripwires over the next 30 to 50 days. Special election in New York's third uh, to to um, replace George Santos is February 13th. Two government shutdown threats, March 1st and March 8th. State of the Union, March 7th. Um, Johnson is unlikely to notch any significant policy victories um, in the government funding fight. And um, a shutdown still seems possible. FAA renewal March 8th amid a series of aviation missteps without getting too much into that. House Republican conference has deep schisms over FISA, which will make the April 19th renewal especially difficult. Border and national security supplemental. If the Senate passes the supplemental, I'm, I'd be, I don't, I'm not going to pass judgment on whether they will at this point. Um, they'll have to, Johnson's going to have to uh, uh, balance the, the right against the defense hawks who will want Ukraine and Israel aid. It'll be a really difficult situation for him. He's already basically said he's going to ignore it. Um, Little things Johnson has to take care of. He has the an Intel seat open. Two big observations here um, about how Johnson operates. He is the least accessible speaker to the press in recent memory. Doesn't talk in hallways, rarely holds solo media availabilities. Um, it's, it's a different style than Kevin McCarthy, but it's even different than Paul Ryan, who was also pretty tight-lipped with the media. Ryan always held weekly news conferences for better or worse. Nancy Pelosi spoke in the hallway and held weekly news conferences, um, and she answered a lot of questions in those weekly news conferences. You got to give credit um, to Johnson on one issue here. He uh, stood with the New York Republicans on the SALT issue. Uh, He didn't add it into the base bill. He probably would have if Jason Smith was okay with it. Um, But he stood with them, and, and, and the New York Republicans are pretty, are pretty, uh, pleased with that. Let's put it that way. I mean, th- th- this was a big episode for Johnson. He knew his members needed something. His members said they needed something, the New York Republicans, that is. And um, 
uh, he let, gave them the political space to do what they needed to do. Listen, Johnson struggled with an open with a broken institution. The House Rules Committee is broken. Um, his margins are very narrow. Um, this is not something that is his fault, but he has to deal with it. I mean, a lot of speakers say that the that situations are out of their control and they're doing the best with what they have. That's true for every speaker, right? You you choose to be speaker. You know the dynamics going into it. Johnson chose to be speaker. He put himself out there. He was elected speaker. Um, and he says that his job, he's told his colleagues this, his job is to lower the temperature of the institution. Has he done that? Not really. Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit, but not really. Um, and what what with what's going on the next couple of weeks, we doubt it. Here's another thing I would say. Um, will Johnson be able to hold on if the House Republicans don't keep the majority? Um, probably not, <laughs> I would say. Um, and I'm not sure. I mean, listen, we're, we're a long way from the finish line. It's February 2nd. We have uh, about eight, you know nine months until the election. There's a lot of time between now and then. We'll have to see how the elections turn out. But first 100 days, very, very interesting. Number two story of the morning. Is there a path to 60 on the supplemental? Andrew DiCidario has a good item this morning about um, the border supplemental. Remember, the border supplemental is uh, includes national security spending, on Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan, and it also includes, at this point, a yet-to-be-revealed border bill. Now, by the early part of next week, we should know whether this thing is going to pass. It's supposed to come out today, Saturday, or Sunday, um, but the uh, Chuck Schumer is putting up a vote next week on the border supplemental. Here's a couple things to consider. Can Republican leaders overcome Johnson and Trump's opposition? Johnson has been pretty savage on this bill so far. Uh, I can't see him walking away from his criticism here, but maybe he does, and maybe he puts it on the floor. There's a theory in the Senate that if the Senate gets um, 60, 70, 80 votes, they have to get 60, but 70 or 80 votes on the supplemental, Johnson will put it on the floor. I'm doubtful, but we'll have to see. Uh, the path to 60, there will be a bunch of Democrats. We focused a lot on Republicans, but there will be a bunch of Democrats who oppose the bill um, because of those border security changes and the lack of conditions uh, on the Israel funding. The question then becomes, are there enough Republicans who are willing to get this over the 60 vote hump? Um, Mitch McConnell is going to want to have half of his House uh, Senate Republican conference with this bill in favor of this bill in order for him to support it. I mean, he's been supportive of it, but. Um, he needs half of that 49 member conference. So if you start out with like, let's say 45 Democrats, can you, and you get 15 Republicans that gets you to 60, but that's well, well, well short of the threshold to, um, uh, halfway of the conference. Number three story of the morning. We have an interesting fundraiser. Jeff Miller, one of the town's top lobbyists has a DC fundraiser for president Donald Trump's campaign with Donald Trump Jr. Uh, quite notably, the co-hosts include Speaker Mike Johnson, Tom Emmer, that's the House Majority Whip, uh, Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik, Senate Republican Conference Chair John Barrasso, John Cornyn, Katie Britt, and a whole host of senators and committee chairs. Uh, absent from that list is Mitch McConnell uh, and Senate Majority Whip John Thune. No surprise there. And with that, leave us a rating and review. You can subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.